Welcome in to the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast with your host, Minister Alvin Scales. And now, let's join in to today's program. Oh, bless you in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening in to this Prophetic Sermon Broadcast. Today, I want to talk to you on the subject, Real Men Love God. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 and 16, the word of God says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. I want to let you know that real men love God. That's what I came to let you know today. Real men love God and are not ashamed of it. See, it takes a real man to love God. The world has put mankind into a state of confusion because the world has confused the minds of men by changing and altering the meaning of manhood. See, the world portrays manhood or the quality of being a real man as one that is known for his role and involvement in worldly things, such as his ability to do great evil, in which committing sins is glorified and is the determining factor of what a real man is. The greater the sins we do, the more we are considered real men. In Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5, the uh, word of God says, even of men long ago, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The world has described the wickedness of a man as manhood. Man is described as a real man because of his abilities to fist fight, to physically beat somebody down, or his ability to use his strength against another, or even because of his physique and his ability because of his physique to intimidate somebody. The world has used these tactics to make a man believe that if he is not built well, if he doesn't look tough, or if he's not a fighter or a brawler, and more importantly, if he doesn't win in physical battles, then he is not a real man. He is actually looked at as a punk, a coward, and even a wimp. In Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41, Jesus said that the flesh is weak. So if we are looking for manhood in the strength and ability of the flesh, be on notice that the flesh is weak, therefore making the quote-unquote real man of this world the same. The world portrays a real man as one who lives the street life, thug life, the life of a gangster, and one who is always on the side of trouble. Good girls like bad boys. That was a saying. 
The world also makes a man believe that he is not a real man if he does not live by the gun. Because in this evil and wicked world, and according to the influences of this world, like television and movies, music, and even other men, quote-unquote real men are killers. Mm. But I found out that these real men of the world who live this lifestyle actually live in fear of who's coming to get them for the evil that they did to someone else. I further found out that those who do these evil deeds actually run away from the scenes of the crimes that they commit. That's a real man, huh? Jesus said, he who lives by the sword shall die by the sword. And in this modern day and time, that goes for the gun also. We are defined as real men by our criminal records. And if we don't have one, we might can be considered a lame. The world gives what's called street credit for criminal behavior, for serving time in prison, and for criminal records. And many men have been caught up in this idiotic game. We don't see that our criminal records are just a reflection of the traps that the world and the devil have set for us when we follow the influences of the world. We are considered real men for knowing the ins and outs of the prison system, especially when you've been in them. See, the world has used its negative influences to manipulate the minds of men and to deceive men by making us believe that we are not real if we are not involved in these lifestyles. And some men love these lifestyles. But if it takes the influences of this world to make us feel like we're a real man, then we're not as real as we thought we were because we're only followers of the influences surrounding us. In Proverbs 14 and 12, the word of God says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now the world also portrays a real man as one who gets money either from the life of the streets or even those who are money makers because they own big businesses. Having money is considered a qualification of being a real man. And even women tend to look down on a man who has no money. According to the ways of the world, real men get money from the lifestyles in the streets of drug activities, hustling and doing evil things like robberies and stick-ups, and even those who just work in order to have a lot of money. See, money is glorified, and we know that the love of money is the root of all evil, and the worldly schemes of getting money are usually the devices of the devil. Our involvement in these types of activities is what keeps us separated from God and keeps us locked into a life of sin because the concept of getting money has been used to describe a real man. In Isaiah chapter 59, verses 2 through 4, as Isaiah was speaking to Israel, this also applies to the men of today. The word of God says, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear for your hands are defiled with blood. 
and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Isaiah is telling us that our behaviors in this world have created the iniquities that have separated us from God. The world's reflection of a real man is also portrayed by our big bad attitudes, by how tough we can talk, and how the use of profanity in our language formulates our speech. There have been many occasions where I personally was involved with this when I was yet in sin. When we as men have to show our manhood or how tough we, we can talk by spewing out vulgar communication one towards another, and if one didn't respond with the same degree of profanity or vulgarity, then that man was considered weak and less of a real man. So we thought that our speech made us a real man, that tough talk. It's like we have to use this language in order to prove our manhood or to show that we are real men, even when it comes to our conversations regarding women. In James chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, the Word of God says in relation to our language, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. In Psalms 34 and 13, the word of God says, Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. What is guile? Us uh, that slick, crafty talk that men use to deceive or manipulate somebody else. I want to let you know that these things don't define what a real man is because real men love God and not the world. The Bible tells us in our opening scripture, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Real men love God. Another area that the world uses to describe a real man is when it comes to women, and more importantly, when it comes to having relationships with as many women as one man can have. See, the world portrays a real man by how many women he has or has gone through. This is the concept of being a player. And if you're not one who plays on the hearts of women, then you're not considered a real man. I'm reminded of Wilt Chamberlain, the basketball player who boasted about having relations with more than 20,000 women as if this reflected and proved his manhood. But this actually showed the weakness of his flesh and an inability for him to make a commitment to one woman. The world even goes so far as to portray a real man by how many kids a man has or how many he has left with the woman because he never really wanted to be a father in the first place, as if making a baby makes you a man. 
Now, we all know that any man can make a baby, but it takes a real man to be a father to that child. I want to let you know and tell you that real men love God, and a, a real man is not one who drops his seeds off any and everywhere and leaves. But he is a true family man because he is first in the family of God. The world has gone so far as to describe our manhood by our athletic abilities, by our competitive nature, and by our knowledge of sports, like who plays on what team, who has what record, and who won last night's games. And if you don't know the answers to these things, you may be considered not a real man. We're also considered a real man by what types of cars we drive, by what size rims we have on the car, and by what music, what kind of music is beating out of the system. This is how the world portrays and describes a real man in this world. Are these lifestyles really what describes and defines a real man? Are these the things that we need to do in order to convince ourselves that we are real men? Remember that we do these things only because we have followed after the influences, the things that have influenced us and manipulated us into doing whatever kind of behaviors we were involved in. Real men are leaders and only follow Jesus Christ. See, sin is the root definition of what the world calls, describes, and portrays as a real man. But I'm here to tell you that real men love God. You want to know the definition of a real man? Here it is. Real men love God. The world's interpretation of real men only describes followers of influences and puppets on the string of the puppeteer, which is the devil who uses all of his devices to keep men in corruption and away from living a true life in Christ because the devil fears that one day these men might become real men who love God. What does it take to make us real men? How do we become real men? It takes Jesus Christ to take a man and turn him into a real man. And we become real men by accepting Christ into our lives. And when we do, we must put off the old man within us. And we must put off the world's influences and the world's concepts of a real man. Because the real man of this world is actually powerless and in fear under the rulership of the devil. He also faces eternal death and hell, and this is not the will of God. When we seek and are ready to become real men, Paul tells us, but now ye also, in Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 and 10, 8 through 10, but now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. 
in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24, the word of God tells us that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. We have to put off the real man of this world and his deeds and put on the real man who loves God by accepting Jesus Christ into our lives. We cannot love God if we don't love Jesus. We cannot get to know God if we don't know Jesus. In fact, we cannot love at all if we do not love God because God is love and he is the very source of where love comes from. Man was created by God, so it takes a real man to realize who his creator is and why we have this life. And after recognizing that God is the creator and recognizing God for who he is, it takes a real man to love the very creator that made the man, and that's God. In Job 33 and 4, the word of God tells us, The Spirit of God hath made me and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. It takes a real man to first acknowledge this true fact. And when we have the desire in his heart to please God, then we'll come to love God with all of our hearts and minds and our souls. Real men live according to the word of God and by the will of God. And that's what makes the man real. It takes a real man, watch this, to come to Christ and admit his life of sin, admit his wrongdoings, just like it takes a real man to admit his faults to others and apologize and seek forgiveness from those that we have wronged. It takes a real man to put off that old man and put on the new man. And the real man who makes this happen is Jesus Christ. We only become real men that love God when we come to know and to love Jesus the Christ. Sin is so easy to commit. So committing sin requires no discipline at all. But not committing sin does require discipline and even great strength. If we go by the world's interpretations of what a, a real man is, then this means that a, a real man does not have to have any discipline at all. And neither does a newborn baby have any discipline at all. It takes a real man to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. It takes a real man to love God for who he is. It takes a real man to want to live to please God. It takes a real man to put away the things of this world. It takes a real man to have no fear in serving the Lord, but we serve him boldly and in the authority of the Holy Spirit. In Psalms 27 and 1, David said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? 
It takes a real man not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It takes a real man to show his love for Christ Jesus. It takes a, a real man to tell others about what Jesus has done in their lives. It takes a real man to raise up his family according to the ways of God. It takes a real man to take care of his children regardless of any obstacles that might get in the way. It takes a real man to turn from the streets and to come into the house of God. It's easy to be conformed to the world, but it takes a real man to be conformed to the will of God because this requires strength and the ways of the world only require to continue in weakness. One thing about a real man is that a, a real man is responsible. And he's also responsible for his actions. So a real man doesn't just make a baby and then make like a tree and leave. He takes care of and, and nurtures his seed and he rears up his child in the admonition of Christ. He knows the meaning of responsibility, and he also knows that his first responsibility is to the Almighty God and then to his family. A real man has no problems with being obedient to the word of God and lives to serve the Lord. There were some real men in the Bible, one of which was Moses. Moses at first did not really know the true and living God until he met him at the burning bush. As Moses went to the bush, he was seeking the source of the flame, and there he found God. Moses was such a real man that he holds his place in biblical history as God's messenger, as the servant of God, and as the only man in the Bible that saw parts of God because he really loved God. King David, he, he was a real man of God, and he loved and worshiped God from his youth through his reign as the second king of Israel. David was the man after God's own heart. And David, he was also a mighty warrior as it pertains to the flesh. The Israelites sang Saul had slain his thousands, but David tens of thousands. So even though David was the great psalmist that he was, don't you dare take him as soft because he would tear up thousands of these so-called quote-unquote real men today. David also, when he had done wrong, he was man enough to confess his sins and to ask God for forgiveness in order to right the wrongs that he had done so that he might continue to serve and to walk with God because he truly loved the Lord. That's the real man that David was because real men love God. And finally, there was the apostle Paul who had first showed his brute strength and his force when he persecuted the followers of Christ. And he went on to become the great man of God that he was. And in Christ, he became a real man who loved God. Paul became a powerful minister of the gospel and one of the most recognized apostles in the Bible as he went on to write more than half of the New Testament. Why? Because real men love God. 
God wants to use us men and to make us real men who love God. The stronger we think we are, the better. But we have no strength under our own physical power to overcome the works of the enemy, to overcome the adversary, to overcome sin, to overcome death. Our physical manly strength is weakness before God, but our strength in Jesus, that's all the strength that we need in order for God to know our love for him. Physical strength is in the flesh, and the flesh is weak. But the strength that Jesus gives us is in the spirit, and the spirit pleases God. Because God is a spirit, and real men must worship him in spirit and in truth. So instead of loving the street life, real men love God. Instead of loving the guns, real men love God. Instead of loving your car more than your kids, real men love God. Instead of loving the material things in this world, real men love God. Instead of loving money and wealth, real men love God. Instead of loving the silhouette of a woman, real men love God. Instead of loving a life of promiscuity, real men love God. Instead of loving worldly pleasures, real men love God. Instead of loving the game more than anything or your team more than anything, real men love God. Instead of loving the athletes greater than you love God, real men love God. Instead of loving the PlayStation, real men love God. Instead of loving our physical strength, Real men love God. Instead of loving fame and popularity in this world, real men love God. Instead of loving positions in the workforce, real men love God. Instead of loving the evil deeds that men do, real men love God. Instead of loving a life of sin, real men love God. Be not deceived. This world has pulled a, a wool over your eyes to make you believe, men, that you have to be involved in a troubled life of sin in this world to be considered a real man. But again, the definition of a real man, here it is. Listen close. Real men love God. God bless you.
The prophetic sermon broadcast is sponsored by The Service Club for all your interior cleaning and painting needs. Call The Service Club at 513-406-8201, 513-406-8201, and ask for Alvin Scales. The Service Club is fully insured. The Service Club, a clean job from start to finish. been listening to the prophetic sermon broadcast with minister alvin scales to correspond or to support this broadcast you can write to the prophetic sermon ministries post office box 14895 cincinnati ohio 45250 or call minister scales at 513-406-8201 that's 513-406-8201 And tune in next week at this same time for the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast on 1320 AM WCVG, the voice of Cincinnati.